Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. If you obey this statement, you won't worry. Two things that we shouldn't worry about. Number one, write it down. Things you can do something about. I don't want you worrying about something you can do something about. Anything that you can do. I can do that. Don't worry about it. And then here's the second thing I don't want you to worry about. Things you can't do anything about. Now, some of you are a little slow, but you're eventually getting it. Well, Pastor Mark, are you saying I shouldn't worry about anything at all that I can do something about? And then I shouldn't worry about anything at all that I can't do something about? There's nothing left. Telling you not to worry is like telling you not to think about the dancing pink elephants. (laughs) That's all you think about now, isn't it? Well, nevertheless, God tells you in Scripture many times not to worry. Somehow, you're supposed to put all of your concerns into His hands and trust Him to take care of them. Pastor Mark is teaching about how to do just that. Learning to let God worry about stuff for you is just another step along the path of increasing faith. In the same way you learn to trust God for your salvation day by day, you learn to hand over your worries to Him, step by step, sometimes having to start over, but always moving forward. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 with part 1 of his message, The Peace of God Can Be Yours. The title of this morning's teaching is The Peace of God Can Be Yours. CNN had a beautiful article. It's entitled this, For Some, the War Will Never End. And I do just want to stop and say this. Thanks to all of our armed forces, men and women, that are coming home. Amen? Amen. Well, this article was about the veterans who were talking about the end of the war in Iraq. Is there really peace there now, the article said? Do the people of the U.S. and Iraq have any more worries that maybe the war would start again or is everything peaceful? Well, we're not here to talk politics, but in our life and every human being on this earth, all 7 billion of them, we have things in our life beside the physical war that scare us, that terrify us, that cause us to worry. Over the last few weeks, we've learned that all of us have worries about our health, our jobs, our marriages, our children, our finances, and the list simply goes on and on and on. Now, these continuing troubles and anxieties and worries, they should not be a surprise to a believer, since Jesus, as he was getting ready to go to the cross and then back to heaven, made this amazing sweeping statement. 
Look at John 16, 33. Jesus said this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Notice, in me. But in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. The truth is, our daily lives always have worries, anxieties, and troubles. That's true for believers and unbelievers. When we look at the world with all kinds of things, we're absolutely no different than an unbeliever. The whole world, because Satan rules this world, is filled with worries, anxieties, and troubles. So the real question is this. How do we handle the worries of life? How do we do it? Well, Joe had a reputation of always worrying about something. And one day, his friend, he met Joe, and he was shocked. Because on that day... Joe was relaxed, filled with joy, and very peaceful. And he said to him, Joe, in all the years I've known you, I've never seen you like this. What in the world has happened to you? And Joe responded, well, actually for the last week, I haven't worried one time. And his friend said, you're kidding me. What what changed? He said, well, here's my solution. I hired somebody to worry for me. His friend says, you're kidding me. How in the world did you find somebody to worry for you? He responded, it was easy. I placed an ad on the Craigslist. The friend said, well, how did you word it? And he said this, simple. I'll pay you $1,000 a day if you'll take my cares and you'll worry for me. His friend said to Joe, now, Joe, no way. You don't make that kind of money. How in the world are you ever going to pay that guy that you just hired? Joe, relaxed and peaceful, responded, that's for him to worry about. (laughs) Craigslist.org, if you want (laughs) to. Is that the solution to worry? No, it is not. You see, the world proposes all kinds of solutions to get rid of worry and stress. Since all of us have it, we have to think about what's taking place. I just want you to stop for a moment and think. Does Tim Tebow have anything to worry about this morning? We will see if God is on his side. (laughs) After the Patriot game today. (laughs) Just fun. Isn't it good to see people stand up for Jesus Christ? Amen. Well, what are the solutions that the world gives us for our stress and our worry? I'm going to give you four this morning. Take a look. Number one, the world says get away from the stress. Take a vacation, go to Tahiti, wherever. Go somewhere. Get away, and your stress level will go down. Next, the world says, you know what? If you can't get away, just go to the gym, exercise like crazy, sweat forever, And you will get rid of your worries. You can just sweat it out. 
Much of the world, of course, these holiday seasons, they do this. They take drugs and alcohol and marijuana and all kinds of things. What they're trying to do is really reduce and deaden their emotions. And that's going to get rid of, quote, worry and anxiety. And then last, meditation. You know, in the old days, back in the 70s, when you mentioned meditation, it was never done here in the United States. You had to go to India to a guru and sit under them and have a mantra. Today, the world says you can just restore inner peace with meditation, and we have all those kind of people right here. Well, look at all four of those for a moment. To be honest, some of those may provide temporary relief from worry and stress. I mean, I don't mind taking a vacation and getting away for a little while. The problem is when you come back, hmm... How about the one sweating? Exercise. It's good while you're doing it. You know, sometimes I play golf. Not often, but I do. I usually don't worry about anything. That's one thing I like about it. Don't worry about anything. Except the stupid little white ball I worry the whole time I'm out there. <laughs> Can't find the sucker. And drugs and alcohol. And people are going to take marijuana. They're going to get bombed. They're going to get drunk. And then they're going to wake up the next morning and nothing's changed. And you can... Fly to India. I'll be going to India in February. Minister, you can drop off, find a guru. But when you get back in the plane with me, there's been no permanent solution. You do not have permanent peace. Well then, Pastor Mark, if the world can't offer it, do we have a solution to peace? Yes, we do. It's very, very different. We've been talking about that disease of worry and the cure for it. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Paul is writing about the disease of worry. And he has been giving us the cure for it. Let's read that verse, remind it, and do a little quick review. It'll be very quick this morning. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, in all of those areas, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So, Paul begins to talk about the disease of worry. Now, this is new. I want you to write it down today. I want you to write down two things that we should not worry about. If you obey this statement, you won't worry. Two things that we shouldn't worry about. Number one, write it down. Things you can do something about. I don't want you worrying about something you can do something about. Anything that you can do. I can do that, Mark. Don't worry about it. And then, here's the second thing I don't want you to worry about. Things you can't do anything about. Now, some of you are a little slow, but you're eventually getting it. Well, Pastor Mark... Are you saying I shouldn't worry about anything at all that I can do something about? And then I shouldn't worry about anything at all that I can't do something about? There's nothing left. Hello? That's exactly right. What it means is what? Don't worry about no thing. How complicated is that? It's not. That's the solution. But, well, Pastor Mike, nice. I like it. But what does that really mean? How do I do that? Now, when I was in hospital pharmacy for many years, more than 30, back in the early days, we would mix a lot of medicines. I'd take powders and weigh them and so forth and make capsules and do all those things. Today, it's mostly done with multiple ingredients in a manufacturing facility, much more 
really quick, easy, less expensive. But many medicines combine different ingredients. So we gave you five ingredients in this cure for worry. And I'm going to go through them very quickly. Now, remember why I say that. All seven billion people in the world have the disease of worry. No exceptions. But only Christians have the cure. Number one, the solution. We're to trust and have faith in God. The solution is always about God. Number two, I'm to pray about everything. In an adverse, you saw prayer, petition, thanksgiving, request. All of those are kinds of prayer. Number three was do your part with God's help. Some of the things that God will give us, we have to do our part. He will direct us. We do our part about the worry. And then, well, for instance, I just told you, we're going to have a finance class. For those of you that struggle in budgeting, your part will be to understand a budget. Do a worksheet. And then God will help you, and he'll bless you, and you can use that. So there's always a part. And then we read this, cast all your care, your anxiety on him, because he God, he cares for you. Cure number four was to transfer all things to God with thanks and then rest. That word cast means to transfer, to throw something upon someone. It's a decision of trust. And we use this little seesaw as a perfect example. In this bag this morning are cares, worries, anxieties that you have, that I have. Now, some of you share those with people, and then sometimes we have some private ones we don't share with anybody. You know, employment, money, relationships, health, all kinds of things that come up in our normal everyday life. Now, the world doesn't have a solution. All of those we gave you are temporary. All those are temporary. But the Christian, the Christ follower, has a solution. And we've been talking about that, that big part of the solution is to transfer these things to God. You see, as a Christian, if I carry these with me, they burden me down. They weigh me down. And I'm useless really at life because in the back of my mind is always these worries, these things, these difficulties. So the scripture says, you weren't meant to do life weighed down by the cares of life. And what you need to do, Peter says, is cast all your cares on God. And you do that through prayer. God, I'm giving you these. And we don't go like, I'm giving you these. I don't want anything to do with it. No, no, you're going to have a part. You're going to have a part. You're going to have a part. And I'm giving these to you on a daily basis. So when I give those cares to God, that's a commandment to do it, then I am free again. I'm free, point number five will be, I'm free to live. And here's why. Because when I have these and I'm worried about these, guess what? It's a waste of my time. I waste so much time because I can't do anything about them anyway. So when I give them to God, I'm allowed to be freed of that so I don't have the burden. I'm up here. I'm enjoying it. I can do life. Now, we showed you if I had a really big guy down there, and that's God's a big guy, my feet might be off the ground a little bit. 
And you say, well, I don't want to be like that. You know, prayer is simply humbling ourselves before God. Casting this to God is simply saying, I can't handle it myself. Well, Pastor Mark, I can handle anything. Good luck. You weren't designed to handle it. No, you cannot. Just recently, I had somebody come, and they shared something they could never solve. And it's over the, over and over and over again in our life. Now, so here was the kind of statement we made. When worry is up, prayer is down. When prayer is up, worry is down. You get it? So he gave you what? A little green light. Some of you wonder, you've been driving and there's a green light in front of you and somebody stopped and prayed for a second. You're thinking, what's wrong with that person? Well, they go to Calvary Chapel. <laughs> I hope you didn't do the Lord's Prayer in all three languages or something because you'll hear the horn and you're going to start being anxious again. So we gave you the green light just to, when you see one, just thank God that you can pray. I just do that often. Thank God that I can pray. It's a great blessing. So those five cures brought us that result, that relief of worry. So cure number five was enjoy life and now use that time to expand the kingdom of God. Because I'm not worried about things. I have a lot more time. Now, when I begin doing that, I become fruitful. I become useful to God. That's what God wants. Satan loves it when we're bound down with worry and have no time to expand the kingdom of God. So we summarize these in these four statements. You won't have time to write them. Get the DVD, CD, whatever later. Here they are. Look at them quickly. Number one, worry about no thing. So just stop right now. This is not like a lesson and you go, oh, cool lesson, Pastor Mark. I love it. Thanks for those points. I'm leaving here with worrying. No, 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 no. This is application. Your part is not to worry. I can't do that for you. Number two, pray about everything. I can't do that for you. I can only do that for me. Number three, transfer those things to God. Every morning, I hear God, this is on my plate today. I don't know what else is coming. I'm sure more good. No, not like that. But here's what's on my plate. I give it to you. I need your wisdom. I need your direction. So help me during the day. And you'll have to do this routinely. I transfer all things to God. And by the way, thanks that I can transfer it to a God who hears and cares and delivers. And then number five, I can live. I can live today. I'm rested. I'm refreshed. I'm encouraged. And I'm free to do what I was called to do. Simply to follow God. Now, that isn't the end. That is the cure for the disease of worry. But there's a huge benefit. Say huge with me. Get your hands ready. Come on, get your hands. Huge benefit. And where do we find it? Look at verse 7. Here we are. Look at verse 7. As I do those things, what happens? Look at it. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So here's what you want to write down. The ultimate result of the cure of worry is the peace of God. I don't just get rid of the worry, but I'm given 
the very peace of God. By trusting God, by praying with expectation, by casting our cares on God, I transfer those worries to him. I gain this huge benefit, the peace of God. Pastor Mark, that sounds really cool. What in the world is the peace of God? I'm glad you asked. Would you turn in your Old Testament to the book of Isaiah? It would be about halfway through your Old Testament. So go to the front of the Bible, Genesis. Go about halfway through there. And you'll turn to Isaiah chapter 9 and go down to verse 6. Now, this verse is a prophecy verse. It's a picture of Jesus. It's actually a dual picture. It's a picture of Jesus coming to the earth. And then it's a picture of Jesus as he comes back to the earth in the thousand-year reign. So it's initial prophecy. Many, many people will use this as a text on Christmas to speak about the coming Messiah. So notice what it says. Speaking about Jesus. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And here's a really good part. And the government will be on his shoulders. Aren't you glad that one day the government will no longer be in Washington, D.C.? Hallelujah. No more Republicans, no more Democrats, no more talk shows. No more whatever they do up there. And I know, don't email me, it's fine. We need to pray for them, absolutely. God's put them there. But I'm glad one day the shoulders of the world and the government will not be on a man. They're going to be on God. And by the way, when that happens, that's when true peace comes to the world. And you're going to come now. It doesn't matter what they extend, what they kill. We pray for them, we're glad. But the government one day will be on his shoulders. Then look what it says. It's his names. And he, Jesus, will be called Wonderful, Counselor. Here's a picture of the Trinity. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. And say this with me. And Prince of, of what? Prince of Peace. So Jesus, another name for Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Now, I rarely do this, but I want to give you a little bit of Hebrew this morning. And I'm not a Hebrew person. I'm not a Greek person. But I want to give you a little bit because I think it'll make a lot to you. And I want to write this down. When you think of the word Prince, we think of people. That's the wrong connotation. So that word Prince in the Hebrew is the word Sar. Sar. Here's what it means. Prince in the Hebrew means this. The head person. The boss. The one in charge. In a spiritual sense, the Lord. Today, Pastor Mark reminded you that some people have battles all of the time. and that They need a break from worry. He also taught that the Bible offers a solution for worry hand all of the worrying over to God. Although that seems unlikely as well as impractical, the fact of the matter, which millions throughout time can attest to, is that God is more than able to give you peace of mind. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue the teaching, The Peace of God Can Be Yours. He will teach you how to begin to let God worry about your stuff for you. He'll talk about your need to worry about no thing, to pray about everything, transfer all things to God with thanks, and to live today rested, refreshed, encouraged, and free to follow Him. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious, Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.